This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington, and it's in both parties. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. Now, of course, this puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. Be sure to visit AFR.net or wherever you get your podcast to hear past episodes. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Welcome to Exposing Washington. My name is Walker Wildman. You're listening to the American Family Radio Network. Glad to have you with us today. A couple notes before we jump into the news of the week. Uh, I mentioned last week uh, about Operation Christmas Child, and uh, this 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 past week was National Collection Week. Well, now we want to bring to you or, 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 or inform you about something called the Greatest Journey. The Greatest Journey. And for any of you who are familiar with Operation Christmas Child and the Shoebox Campaign, well, something relatively new, at least within the past uh, couple years, the uh, Samaritan's Purse has been doing something called the Greatest Journey, which is which is a basically a discipleship program that follows the shoebox. So children across the world get the Operation Christmas Child shoebox, and then they're offered or it's made available to them something called the Greatest Journey, which is I believe a six week, maybe six to twelve week discipleship program that uh, that that local pastors and church members go through with these uh, these young people and so uh, I want to talk good about that and 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 I know firsthand the effect that has had across the world because I went on a trip to the country of Grenada and down uh, in the country of Grenada they were showing me operation Christmas child was, they were showing me the effect that the greatest journey has had on these children, and it's been amazing. You know, these these young children accept Christ as their Savior, and um, and the Holy Spirit comes in them, but they need discipleship. They need to be trained in God's Word, and that's what the greatest journey does. It's a great discipleship tool that goes with the shoebox. So we're not only providing the shoebox, which is great, but we're providing discipleship after that, talking about Samaritan's Purse. You can go to their website, SamaritansPurse.org, Samaritans, with an S, Purse.org. Go to their website, check out not only the Shoebox campaign, but also The Greatest Journey. Another thing I want to mention is uh, AFAStore.net. Get your Christmas buttons there. Uh, get your Jesus uh, is the reason for Christmas uh, Christmas buttons at AFA store.net and uh, i'll post that on our podcast page at afr.net you can get your christmas buttons at afr at afastore.net and various other resources and products jumping in to the content you're listening to exposing washington on american family radio network we had various things going on in washington dc this week we had the impeachment um the impeachment circus as some have called it we had um, various other things going on in Washington, so we'll talk about that. And I want to start out with these uh, a couple other news items. 
this is this goes international here. This is more of a foreign policy thing. But there's this news story out from the Associated Press about how Iran, the entire country of Iran, had a internet, a a uh, an intentional, if you will, internet outage over the entire country. 80 million people affected. The government of Iran cut off the internet to its citizens in order to prevent communication amongst citizens uh, due to various protests in Iran. This was the first of its kind. We've had isolated incidents of internet outages or, in this case, intentional internet outages. But I'm not sure we've ever seen an entire country cut off the internet across, the, across and affect all people. 80 million people affected by this. And the only reason I bring this up is, you know, all countries need to, all people in various countries need to at least know how to survive for at least a couple of days, maybe a week, without internet. And some of you may laugh and say, well, we don't need the internet to survive, but in certain areas, we do. Just to name a few here, if the internet goes out, then you can't use your, your credit card at the gas pump which means you can't get fuel. If the internet goes out, then you can't use your debit card at the grocery store. And so on and so forth. You get the idea, which is why it's important to keep cash on hand. But uh, the reliance on the internet is only increasing day by day, which that's the nature of it. The internet is a very convenient and handy tool. But as the people in Iran learned this past week, uh, everyone needs to be prepared to survive off the Internet, meaning no grocery store trips with the credit card, no gas pump trips in the vehicle with the credit card. Uh, we need to be prepared, and that maybe that means keeping cash on hand. thought that was interesting, kind of out-of-the-beltway news. Jumping into the impeachment uh, circus in Washington, D.C. I want to play a clip to start off the show. This is the core argument from the Democrats was that President Trump engaged in quid pro quo. President Trump wanted an investigation into the Bidens in order to give Ukraine aid. That was the key the key element of the Democrats' entire impeachment circus. And as you're about to hear, Ambassador Gordon Sondland this past week admitted there was no quid pro quo clip to let's listen. 
After you testified, Chairman Schiff ran out and gave a press conference and said he gets to impeach the President of the United States because of your testimony. And if you pull up CNN today, right now, their banner says Sondland ties Trump to withholding aid. Is that your testimony today, Ambassador Sondland, that you have evidence that Donald Trump tied the investigation to the aid? Because I don't think you're saying that. I've said repeatedly, Congressman, I was presuming. I also said that President Trump. So no one told you, not just the president. Giuliani didn't tell you. Mulvaney didn't tell you. Nobody. Pompeo didn't tell you. Nobody else on this planet told you that Donald Trump was tying aid to these investigations. Is that correct? I think I already testified. No, answer the question. <laughs> Is it correct? No one on this planet told you that Donald Trump was tying this aid to the investigations. Because if your answer is yes, then the chairman's wrong and the headline on CNN is wrong. No one on this planet told you that President Trump was tying aid to investigations. Yes or no? Yes. Well, there you have it. Ambassador Sondland, which these bureaucrats make me sick, Ambassador Sondland, who's supposed to be a who is supposed to be a key witness in the Democrat circus, says right there, national television, there was only a perception. No, 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 a presumption, not even a perception. A pre, he said there was a presumption of quid pro quo. And then when he's pushed back, when he's pushed on that by a Republican congressman, he says, well, that was only my presumption. I had no proof of that. It was only my presumption. Are you kidding me? You shouldn't even be allowed to testify before Congress under oath. Oh, based on my presumption. Can you imagine if one of, if one of us were on a jury participating in jury duty or we were a witness a a supposed witness to a wrongdoing and we get on the witness stand put our hand on a bible tell the truth and nothing but the truth so help me god and we go you know i presumed uh that that a crime was committed but I have no evidence. My presumption is that a crime occurred and so-and-so committed the crime, but that's my presumption. I have no evidence. That would not be admissible. But yet the Democrats bring Ambassador Sondland, just another bureaucrat, before America... And they want to know what his presumptions are, not what the facts are, but what he thinks about an issue. And the fact that we have all these bureaucrats in the State Department testifying against President Trump, which is what you're doing when you testify for the Democrats and put on a show these bureaucrats, they're one of the main problems with Washington, D.C. You want to know why? Because there's no accountability at all. How can I say that? Because 
These bureaucrats are not elected. There is zero accountability other than the executive branch. And they, they get these bureaucratic positions in the State Department and they stay there forever. One of the people testifying has been there since 1985. That was before I was born. He's a career bureaucrat. And these bureaucrats in Washington get so out of touch with America and they think that they're in charge and they're not. And I'll just go ahead and tell you, that's why these State Department bureaucrats have been testifying these past two weeks. You want to know why? Because they got their feelings hurt. They got their feelings hurt because President Trump made decisions that were contrary to what they thought was the right thing to do. Imagine that. They didn't like what the boss did. And so you know what they're going to do? They're going to partner with the Democrats and we're going to testify and make President Trump look bad. That's exactly what happened. And if you want to know how this all should end, I'm going to let Mark Meadows, uh, the Freedom Caucus member and the congressman from North Carolina, I believe, Mark Meadows is going to tell us how this should all end. Clip one. Let's listen. He said it at his press conference earlier today that he wanted nothing. He, he repeated it. I wanted nothing. He told them he wanted nothing at the time. And yet tonight he wants something. I want something. The American people want something. They want this corrupt process, this corrupt impeachment process to end. It's time to shut it down. Well, there you have it. Mark Meadows says, let's shut it down. Talking about the impeachment process. There's no there there. That's what the saying is. There is absolutely no there there. And maybe, just maybe, when this is all said and done, we can get President Trump to fire some of these bureaucrats in the State Department who are particip participating in the coup. Maybe we can get President Trump to fire some of these bureaucrats who are participating in the coup. And maybe, just maybe, we can get President Trump to fire the fake whistleblower. That would be great. Eric Caramella over at the State Department. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He's at the CIA. He's a CIA analyst who everybody in Washington, D.C. is pretty sure he's the whistleblower or the fake whistleblower. Maybe President Trump can get him fired, too. Because he's the one, supposedly, and no one's denied it, that started this entire joke maybe the fake whistleblower will no longer be doing government service that would be a great victory for this country if you want to know kind of the thinking of the democrats these people are they're out there Bernie Sanders, during the Democrat debate this past week, which, by the way, had the lowest rating in all of their five debates. It seems like every time they do a debate, the ratings get get worse because they're boring. I think it was uh, George, uh, Newt Gingrich said this week, the former, the former uh, House Majority Leader back in the 90s, uh, Newt Gingrich, said uh, he's a, he was the House Speaker under Clinton. 
Newt Gingrich said that, that the Democrats are boring. Their policies make you want to fall asleep, and he's right. Let's listen to clip three. This is Bernie Sanders talking about how the world's going to end in nine years. Let's listen. I talked about the need to make climate change a national emergency. I've introduced legislation to just do that. Now, I disagree with the thrust of the original question. Because your question has said, what are we going to do in decades? We don't have decades. But the scientists are telling us we don't get our act together within the next eight or nine years. We're talking about cities all over the world, major cities going underwater. We're talking about increased drought talking about increased extreme weather disturbances. The United Nations is telling us that in the years to come, there are going to be hundreds of millions of climate refugees causing national security issues all over the world. What we have got to do tonight, and I will do as president, is to tell the fossil fuel industry that their short-term profits are not more important than the future of this planet. And by the way, the fossil fuel industry is probably criminally liable because they have lied and lied and lied when they had the evidence that their carbon products were destroying the planet. And maybe we should think about prosecuting them as well. Thank you, Senator Sanders. Wow, is all I've got to say for that. Wow. That's Bernie Sanders. He is a U.S. senator. Can you believe he's in the Senate? Oh, my goodness. The people of Vermont elected that for, for the Senate? Goodness, what what kind of position is our country in that we have people like Bernie Sanders saying things that are that out of touch, to put it nicely. Bernie Sanders there in that clip, if in case you missed it, said that the world's going to, basically the world's going to end in nine years. He didn't say that. He said the, the cities are going to flood. Major U.S. cities are going to be underwater in nine years if we don't address this climate emergency. How long can the left do this? And one name that comes to mind is Al Gore. Al Gore said for years, and he's still saying it now, getting rich off of this lie, that if we don't cut down carbon emissions... Then the world is going to burn. The world is, well, it, it was going to burn. Now it's going to flood. Who knows what's going to happen next? And what's so baffling about this is not that they're this crazy, because they've always been this crazy talking about the Democrats, but that they can actually get away with it for the most part. I mean, you and I get it. It's all a lie. It's all a sham. It's all because the government wants to take, the Democrats want the government to take more control of literally everything, including our vehicles. And so, but how long can they get away with this? I mean, Al Gore's been lying for decades, getting rich off of lies, getting all the young people worked up that the world's going to end, and it doesn't. Now Bernie Sanders said that major cities are going to flood. They're going to be overwhelmed by ocean waters because the icebergs are going to melt. And guess what? In nine years, the media is going to re be repeating these lies. And instead of Bernie Sanders, it's going to be somebody else. Maybe Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez.
But nobody else gets away with lies like this. If a Republican or a conservative, or anyone else for that matter, were to say outlandish, factless things like this, we would be widely discredited. If I came on this show and said the world was going to flood in nine years, and in nine years it didn't, this it would be a, I would be a laughingstock for everyone. But Bernie Sanders and Al Gore and the rest of them can say scientific less things like the world's going to flood and everybody just carry on. No big deal here. Who cares if it comes true or not? It doesn't matter. It's all about the government taking more control of the private sector. If you want to know how out of touch the Democrats are, turns out this entire impeachment circus is turning on them. A poll out this week from Emerson College, National Emerson College, shows that the view of impeachment amongst independents has drastically changed just over the past week. Last week, 37% of independents opposed impeachment now 47 percent of independents quote actively oppose impeachment which means the sentiment for impeachment is shifting negative and one of the main reasons it's likely shifting negative is because there's there's nothing there. There's literally nothing there. There's no high crime or misdemeanor. There's no quid pro quo. There's nothing. It's nothing. All the Democrats have had is a bunch of bureaucrats testifying about how they got their feelings hurt. And about they heard they heard someone who was talking to someone on the phone who heard from someone else that President Trump said something to someone else. And that's probably why independents are viewing impeachment as very in a very unfavorable light just over the past week another clip i'd like to play is clip four here this is michael moore the far 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 left democrat activist talking about not only do we need to get rid of president trump i think he's talking about impeachment there but how we need to get rid of that which gave us Trump, hence you and I. Clip four. Well, yes, of course, job one is beating. Actually, job one is convicting and removing Donald Trump sometime in the next couple of months. It's like you, guns and butter. So it's like, if you really want to go to number one, he should, after what we heard today, he shouldn't be there in that White House, in our White House, another single day. As somebody said earlier on one of the shows here, that that in the in the in the old days there'd be a delegation of Republicans going up to the White House yeah. right. today to say, you know what, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Barry Goldwater and John Rhodes and exactly. Hugh Scott. Exactly. Yep. I mean, that's what happens, and so that's so that's job one. Job job one for the election next year is to make sure that we not only get rid of Trump or Trump's replacement. But we get rid of that which gave us Trump. That's really what the real issue should be. Well, there you have it. 
that's Michael Moore saying, not only do we need to remove the president of the United States from office, but we also need to, to get rid of, that was the quote, we need to, quote, get rid of that which gave us Trump. How else do you read that? I don't even know what, well, what I'm making sense of that is not good. We need to, quote, get rid of that which gave us Trump. Which is the voters, the American people, the electorate. That's what gave us Trump. Are you going to impeach 60 million people from America? I don't know what on earth Michael Williams is talking about, but we need to, quote, get rid of that which gave us Trump. Can you imagine if someone said back in maybe 2010 that we need to not only get rid of Obama and impeach him for no reason, but we need to get rid of that which gave us Obama. That whoever would have, might have, could have said that would have been accused of being a racist, being a bigot, being a hater, being violent. But Michael Williams can just be on MSNBC with lying Brian Williams. Remember Brian Williams? Remember 2015, it turns out, everyone discovered that he was lying about his experience in Iraq. Brian Williams was lying about being under gunfire and missile attack in Iraq. Just straight up lying, Brian Williams, but now he's on MSNBC. No one else other than a left-wing Democrat can say that we need to get rid of that which gave us Trump and get away with it. Who knows what he means there? Let's get rid of that which gave us Trump. Speaking about uh, getting rid of people, you know, the, the, the Democrats, they seem to go after some of the president's strongest supporters in the White House. One of those is Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller is a senior Trump advisor, one of the strongest uh, advisors, I would say, in the administration. He's very strong on immigration, has a very good uh, foreign policy foothold. And 100 Democrats wrote a letter in conjunction with the Southern Poverty Law Center, discredited, might I add, saying that Stephen Miller should, st should resign. And this just shows that if, the Dem if 100 Democrats in the Southern Poverty Law Center are telling someone to resign, it's probably because they're doing a good job. It's probably because they're doing a good job. Stephen Miller is doing a good job supporting the president's policies in the White House. We need more of that. Exposing Washington American Family Radio. Check out our website, AFR.net. Download the AFR app on your phone this weekend. Stay tuned, and we'll see you next week.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.